0: Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also just a reminder, in addition to listening on your preferred podcast platform, you can also listen and watch on YouTube as well. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I'm your host, as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at CarolineFenton1. You can stay connected with the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnLSU. However you listen, wherever you listen, however you choose to interact with the podcast, I always appreciate you for being here and I always appreciate you for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. Also so excited to introduce a brand new sponsor to the Locked On Network, Bird Dogs. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, all one word, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style Tumblr with every single order. I have one. I put my coffee in it this morning. It's great. It's wonderful. They're incredibly comfortable. But let's get into it. Logan Diggs, the running back transfer out of Notre Dame, officially has committed to LSU. Now, this is a player that we've talked a lot about on the podcast when discussing transfer portal players because Logan Diggs just made way too much sense because Logan Diggs is from Louisiana. Logan Diggs went to high school and played high school ball at Rummel just a hop and a skip away from Baton Rouge, away from where he now will be playing on Saturdays. And not just that double down on the fact that Logan Diggs has played college football for the last two years at Notre Dame. He was recruited by Brian Kelly. He was coached by Brian Kelly in his first season. So it just made way too much sense. He took a visit to South Carolina, took visits to Ole Miss, but ultimately decided to commit to LSU. And I think that this is a massive pickup for LSU. And I'll explain why, because I think it's, it's a few different reasons. One, he's coming off of an incredibly productive year at Notre Dame in 2022. He had 165 carries for 820 yards and four touchdowns. And it's not just what he does on the ground. He also can catch passes out of the backfield as well. He has 10 receptions for 211 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and He's averaging 21 yards per reception with a 75-yard snag thrown in there. So, of course, that ups the average. It's not like he's getting uh, long bombs on every single pass. But I I think that that just goes to show, and this is my second point, the versatility of Logan Dix. So, he's fresh. He's coming off of a good last season, but also he's incredibly versatile. You know, we talked to Brian Smith, On's official recruiting insider, and he said yesterday that Logan Diggs can be your every down back. He's also a back that can catch passes out of the backfield. He can be a go-to guy if that's what you want him to be. He can fit in several different areas of this offensive system because he can do so many different things. He's an absolute bruiser of a runner. But also he can be an extension of your pass catching core. Let's say Malik Neighbors is doubled, Mason Taylor's got a big old linebacker on him. Well, you can count on Logan Diggs to be there to catch passes out of the backfield if need be. So I think the recency bias of it all, the recency of, of a good production, a good solid season, and also the versatility that Logan that Logan Diggs brings. I think another thing is his experience. He has two years of college football experience under his belt, and Logan Diggs got a good bit of work in his true freshman season. In 2021, he had 52 carries, 230 yards, three touchdowns, also had 56 yards through the air on six receptions and one receiving touchdown. Now, clearly, it's not, you know, he wasn't like your every down guy his freshman season, but. I think that speaks volumes that in his freshman year, he was seeing as much work as he was getting and that he put in the work and he developed and evolved so much from year one to year two that he could be one of those guys that you could count on a good bit. So he brings experience. He has legitimate in-game experience and also even against SEC opponents. Notre Dame played South Carolina in a bowl game this past season. So he has valuable experience, but also sometimes with a, with a transfer you have experience with a caveat of no eligibility. Or maybe you got years of eligibility remaining, but not a whole lot of experience. I think Logan Diggs brings a good balance of the two of those things. Because he's coming into LSU with two years of eligibility remaining. Brian Kelly said when they were recruiting to the transfer portal, that they wanted to focus on guys that had more than just one year of eligibility remaining. Now that's not a blanket statement. If there's a really solid player, a good player at a position of need that LSU thinks can contribute to this team right away, but only has a year eligibility remaining, they're not going to turn that player away. But we have seen how difficult it can be to need to rebuild position groups and rebuild entire rooms year over year. We saw it with the cornerback room. LSU, in Brian Kelly's first year, they had no choice but to just pick up any pieces that they could, eligibility or not. And most of those players did go on to the next level or did exhaust their eligibility. So you had one returning corner in that room in the and Welch. Well, you had to find the rest of those corners in the transfer portal. And it's like a vicious cycle. So at least Logan Diggs brings you both experience and eligibility. And if Logan Diggs decides to go to the NFL draft after this season, that's completely up to him, but he at least has that extra year, that if he comes back for year four, you're not constantly replenishing that running back room and you can get guys into your system, you can get guys into your program, get them established, and you're not redoing the same work every single year over and over again. And that was one of Brian Kelly's priorities when looking at the transfer portal, years of eligibility. But the most important priority that Brian Kelly has laid out for us, is he wants to keep in-state talent in-state. Also, you want to get talent, in-state talent, back in-state after they left to go play elsewhere. Whether it was Alabama, like Aaron Anderson, or whether it was Logan Diggs that went to Notre Dame, and that is from Louisiana, it's from the New Orleans area. So I think that's huge as well, is that Logan Diggs just checks so Many boxes. And a lot of you might say, well, we didn't need a running back. This running back room is already full. What are you doing? You know, why are you going out looking for another running back when you've got Armani Goodwin and and Josh Williams and John Emery and Trey Hawley? Well, I'll explain. I'll explain what this running back room looks like now that Logan Diggs has committed to LSU. And we will get into that coming up next. But first, I want to tell you about bird dogs. So, I just got my first pair of bird dogs, and they are so incredibly comfortable. And I was a little bit worried about them being maybe too big, them looking a little bit too baggy on me. But honestly, I really like the way that they look. They're so comfortable, they've got built in little, you know, spandex underwear in them. So it kind of snatches you all in and they've got incredibly stretchy fabric. So you can lay around in them. You can go work out. You can be incredibly active in them and you're not going to feel like they're constantly riding up. That's one thing that I hate with sh- with shorts that I wear is if they're constantly riding up and I have to keep pulling them down in this heat. No, 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 no. Thank you. I want comfort and I want to look good. I want to feel good in them and Look, I live in a small apartment. My closet is small. I can't keep collecting pairs of shorts and clothes that I can only use for one thing. But bird dogs are great because they can be used for so many different things. I can lay around in them. I can go run around in them outside. If you play golf, you can play them on the golf course. If you're hanging out with friends, wear them hanging out with your friends. They're nice enough that you can wear them with a polo. Tuck them into your uh, – take your polo into your bird dogs. Go to a meeting and you look perfectly business casual and you look good enough for work. So it's incredibly versatile. And people – it's it's kind of the the, the perfect thing. For anybody who wants to look like somebody they might idolize, if you love Pardon My Take, if you're a podcast fan, which you probably are if you're here, PFT famously never wears pants. The only shorts that he truly loves are bird dogs. So, if you go to birddogs.com slash lockdown college, and when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every single order. That's birddogs.com slash locked college when you enter promo code locked on college. Check them out. They're so comfortable, they're so versatile. My favorite bird dogs. Well, thanks again for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will chat with Pro Football Focus because they are very, very high on Jaden Daniels. Why exactly? We will explain that on the podcast coming up tomorrow. Logan Diggs, the running back transfer from Notre Dame, has officially committed to LSU. Now, I just thought this made way too much sense. But I completely understand those of you who might be saying, Okay, well, LSU's got a really full running back room. LSU didn't need a running back. And I would say half of that is correct. LSU does have a very full running back room. Just got a little bit more full since last night when Logan Diggs pledged his commitment to play for LSU. But here's how I would respond to that. You only had two running backs in spring, and we know that that's, you know, that's going to change. Like, I saw an article that said, um, like, the biggest weakness for every potential national title contender, and I forget where I saw this article, and no shade to the person that wrote it. Um, But LSU's was running back, and it mentioned, well, LSU only had two running backs in spring. I thought, yeah, but, I mean, that's not it. (laughs) You know, you've got two guys coming back from an injury, one guy potentially coming back with grades, and with John Emery, we'll see, you know, he just took his finals. His, as Brian Kelly said, his, his finals and his spring grades were going to be the dictating factor on whether or not he would be able to contribute to this football team this fall if he was able to get those grades up. Um, so it, it's we know that what, the running back room in the spring is not going to be the running back room in the fall. We know Armani Goodwin and Josh Williams, at least ideally, will return and be 100% and ready to rock and roll for fall camp and ready to go for week one against Florida State. But I'm not going to put all of my eggs in John Emery's basket, to be completely honest with you. Brian Kelly mentioned, hey, we're not we're not absolutely not um, dismissing the fact that John Emery absolutely could be back and and contributing for this football team this year. Uh, There's absolutely a possibility. And I hope more than anything that John Emery got those grades up that he's set up for success, both academically and athletically. But I can't rely on that. I can't just hope that John Emery was able to get his grades up and he's able to contribute for this team this season. Hope is not a strategy. So Logan Diggs provides the perfect amount of depth and versatility into this running back room if John Emery cannot return. Now, let's say if John Emery can return, well, perfect for a few reasons. One You've got a whole lot of versatility in that room. I mentioned Logan Diggs being a versatile guy. Well, that room would be incredibly versatile. This past season, we saw that LSU used a good bit of running back by committee. You look at the leading rush, leading rushers in terms of running backs. Obviously, we know Jaden Daniels was just an absolute maniac out there on the field with his legs. But between Josh Williams, Noah Kane, John Emery, those three really had a very similar number of carries. Then you add in Armani Armani Goblin into the mix. Armani Goblin had 45 carries. John Emery and Noah Kane each had 76. Josh Williams had a bulk of the the carries with 97. But really, for the most part, it was a running back by committee. That room was stacked. And now you add even more talent into it with not just the freshman, but also with Logan Diggs as well. So now that allows Mike Denbrock to be just a little bit more creative with with the schemes and that also allows these running backs to get a little bit of rest in the middle of the game and also that allows you some depth and some versatility if a player knock on what does go down with injury in the middle of the season it's football injuries happen maybe game one there's a player a running back that goes down with an injury and he's out for the season well then you're screwed right so I Well, I hear you, and while I I agree to a certain extent that this running back room was absolutely stacked, I'm never going to turn away really quality talent that gives you more versatility, that gives you a little bit more breathing room, that allows you to do a few more things in the run game that you couldn't do before. I don't think that you're winning the national championship simply because of your run game the college football has evolved far too much for you to just rely on the run game and just run 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 punt run 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 punt run 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 punt and play really good defense it's it's not 1975 anymore but the way that this offense operates it relies on a on a balanced run game it relies on being able to rely on the running backs themselves and whenever you have different backs with different abilities and different talents and different strengths, you're able to disguise a lot of those runs a whole lot more than you would if you just had that one go-to guy. Now, that's no, you know, no knock on the the style of offense that really does just have that one go-to guy. I mean, Clyde really, for the most part, was the go-to guy in 2019. We've seen several offenses be incredibly effective with one single back. Um, You know, look at the NFL, for example, the Titans with Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry on every single down. Jonathan Taylor is the go-to guy in Indianapolis. Nick Chubb was really, for the most part, the go-to guy when he was at Georgia and now in Cleveland. Those offenses can be incredibly successful, but the way that this offense is going to thrive truly is a running back by committee. So now you just add another option in there. You add a little bit more depth in there. The second caveat to having a lot of depth is – that now there's a lot of competition. I'll apply the same philosophy that I have about quarterback competitions, truly really to any positional competition, but focusing on running backs now. That whenever you have a quarterback competition, that doesn't allow either quarterback or however many quarterbacks are in that room to sit back or to rest on their laurels, or to say, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go to the late room today. I don't want to get treatment today. No, you're constantly being pushed by that person behind you, or you're constantly being motivated by that person who might be ahead of you on the depth chart. Now, adding Logan Diggs, even, you know, with or without Logan Diggs, it's still a crowded running back room, but even with Logan Diggs, now it puts all of those guys on notice of, I got to grind now, like, my my job could be at stake, I'm competing with a whole lot of really talented guys, I'm going to, you know, work even harder in the weight room. I'm going to do even more, one more rep. I'm going to stay out in the practice field just a little bit longer. I'm going to get 30 more minutes of treatment, whatever it might be. You're constantly edging one another out. And that's not to say that I don't think that that running back room, the pre-existing running back room before Logan Diggs wouldn't have been motivated like that. It just adds that extra competitive element. And I think whenever you can get a little bit more competitive, I think whenever you can have that healthy competition, Overall, it's good for the position. And overall, it's good for the team. Because when you think about it, it really should kind of be infectious throughout the entire team, not just confined to that running back room. So I think that adding depth, adding versatility, both on the field and on the practice field, it's a good thing. I will never say no to adding really quality, good players, especially when the status of one of your go-to guys is up in the air. Coming up next, it's a Mailbag Wednesday. Happy Mailbag Wednesday. We'll get into your questions coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Mailbag Wednesday. appreciate everybody for sending their questions in. Reminder, I do this every single week, so you can send in your questions on Twitter at CarolineFinton1. You can send them in at Locked in LSU. You can DM me. You can tweet them at me. You can comment them below on the YouTube page. However you want to get your questions in, just appreciate you for participating on a Mailbag Wednesday. But let's get Into it. One baseball question that I think every LSU baseball fan is asking themselves, is asking their friends, is asking fellow LSU fans, you know, kind of standing around the water cooler. And this question is Are you hitting the panic button on LSU baseball yet? And that's a tough question because panic button is dramatic, right? Like panic button is, Oh my goodness, it is code red. Everybody, everybody freak out it's happening you know whatever the panic button is okay this is for real like we need to actually you know take a step back and reevaluate this this these concerns are for real and part of me thinks like part of me can buy into that and then part of me thinks okay but can they get these things figured out you know losing two series in a row is it great no is it the end of your season no You can still get these things figured out now that LSU baseball i mean LSU as a whole is dumb as school. And these players are done with finals. They can focus exclusively on baseball. Now that that pressure of being the number one team in the country is pretty much off their plates. Now that they're going to be on the road, maybe being on the road will be a good thing. Maybe being away, being away from home, being away from the pressure, being away from the noise. It might be a good thing. Part of me thinks, okay, so there's still time that they can figure it out. You're not going to Omaha today. I think I'm somewhere in the middle because part of me thinks, well, there's still time to figure it out. But also these are problems that the bullpen has been having all season long. And then part of me thinks, okay, but you got Paul Skeens, you got Dylan Cruz, you got two of the best players in college baseball. They can right a whole lot of wrongs. And then the other part of me thinks, okay, yeah, but you've had those two players against Auburn and Mississippi State, and you still lost those series. And then part of me thinks, okay, yeah, but those were two series. I know the temperature is really going to get cranked up in the postseason. Is that going to add, you know, a little bit of oomph to this team? Is that going to, is that really going to help them, you know, maybe getting with the stakes are a little bit higher. And then I think, okay, yeah, but you couldn't even beat Mississippi State. They're the worst team in the league. How do you expect to win a regional and a super regional? And how do you expect to win series in Omaha? So all of that to say, I don't know quite yet. And I lean toward, And you might think I'm crazy for that, but I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm hovering over it. It's not the hot seat, but the temperature is getting really uncomfortably warm. I'm not full on panicking, running around the streets and screaming like a crazy woman with my head cut off, but I'm thinking about it. If that kind of gives you a good kind of gauge and barometer of where I'm at right now, I'm concerned I'm not panicking. I'm worried. I'm not panicking. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. We'll see after Georgia. We'll see if I need to be panicking after this series against Georgia. And we'll do a full Georgia preview on Friday's podcast. Second question coming in. This is a fun one. Who wins a national championship first? Brian Kelly or Marcus Freeman? That's an easy one for me. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is a more experienced coach. He's been doing this a long time. He's been doing this pretty much as long as Marcus Freeman has been alive. So experience, he's been there before. He's been on the biggest, second biggest stage in college football at the college football playoff. I guess has been on the the biggest stage in college football when Notre Dame played Alabama in the national title. He's been there before. Marcus Freeman is brand new. In the grand scheme of things, Marcus Freeman is an infant and, and Brian Kelly is an elder. Marcus Freeman was only defensive coordinator in Notre Dame for a year before he got the head coaching job. And that's not to say that he's not a good head coach because I very much so think that he is. But I do think that there's an element that once you get into these big games, an element of experience, a feeling of, I've been here before. Let's put Marcus Freeman in Brian Kelly's shoes. Overtime against Alabama. Alabama gets the ball first. Alabama scores. You score. You can kick an extra point to tie it and take it to double overtime, or you can go for two. I don't know what Marcus Freeman would do, but I feel like maybe a more inexperienced coach would just go the safe route, kick the extra point, take it to double overtime. And I, I truly believe in my in my heart of hearts that if LSU took it to double overtime, they probably were not winning that game. And maybe I'm so off. Maybe it's the idea of being a young gun and you're, you, know, you want to prove it. You are super risky. Maybe you would have gone for two. But I think that that's an element of experience and confidence that you can have in yourself and that decision and in your players that maybe younger coaches just don't have. That's one thing, experience. The second thing is it is much easier to recruit high-quality talent at LSU than it is at Notre Dame LSU is smack dab in the I think the most talent rich area in the country in South Louisiana and also LSU has the privilege of being in a state where it's the only big time program you know kids don't grow up their whole lives just hoping and playing that they would could play for McNeese that's no disrespect to McNeese and maybe there are kids that do but every kid from Louisiana grows up and wants to play for LSU. I okay, don't have to sell a whole lot going to LSU. Notre Dame, on the other hand, it's a private school. You may have a, a religious barrier. It's an expensive school. And it's freaking cold in South Bend, y'all. I've been to South Bend twice in my life. Both times it was snowing its butt off. And I was so freaking cold. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, wouldn't want to play football there. And, of course, I'm biased. Of course, I went to LSU. Um, but I, it's, it, the truth and the fact remains that LSU is a much easier place to sell, is a much easier place to recruit than it is at Notre Dame. No disrespect whatsoever to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is probably the most valuable brand or the most recognized brands in, in college sports. But that's just the reality of it all. So I think that question is easy. I think it's Brian Kelly. Thank you to everyone who participated in a Mailbag Wednesday. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Pro football focus and how they expect big things from Jaden Daniels this upcoming season. We'll get into that coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU.